Get ready for the Squawking Eagles podcast. The show that covers only the Philadelphia Eagles. Think different. Think Squawking Eagles podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Squawking Eagles podcast. This is game day. I'm here with Mark and Miguel. How's it going, guys? What's up? Can't complain on Eagles Day. (laughs) Can't complain. Can't complain. It's game day, Monday night football. Home opener. So uh, what we're going to talk about today is there's a few things we want to talk about. We want to talk about the uh, recent news of Lamar Jackson's out of Lamar Jackson's uh, camp about his uh, he doesn't want to play under a franchise tag, and that he is uh, he's got three options that he wants to be you know, four, three teams he wants to play for. Uh, so we'll talk about that, and we're going to we'll discuss uh, a little bit of the Lions game. We heard some of our in-game comments from. Uh, from our post games, uh, so we posted that on our podcast, our last podcast, um, and uh, we'll talk about the next game, tonight's game against the Vikings. Uh, before we get started, you want to follow us on Instagram. We're at the Squawking Eagles Podcast, and on Twitter at Squawking Eagles. All right, so let's kick it off with the, with this uh, information that has come out about Lamar Jackson. Not wanting to play under the franchise tag, and he wants to be traded or some sort of deal be done where he can be traded to the Lions, the Dolphins, or our Philadelphia Eagles. Who wants to go first? Mark, Miguel. go ahead. You have the Miguel, you go All first right. because uh, Miguel go first because you you are a you are a player of the seed on a couple <laughs> podcasts ago about Lamar Jackson coming to. Uh, Coming to the Eagles after he dis- he disqualified not wanting to sign his uh, contract. So why don't you go first? I mean, I mean, I, you had to see that the um, the writing in the leaves because he wasn't going to sign that contract. And what it was the first thing that NFL teams do? They get scared that you know they're going to get left with nothing. Hurry up and move a player for you know a truckload of draft picks or whatever, and. Um, they get moved right now. I don't see the Philadelphia Eagles making that move one because it's going to take a lot to get him and he wants guaranteed money. And uh, I don't want our team locked up into a guaranteed contract, hurting the team for the next several years, not being able to sign it, resign anybody, keep anybody that's currently on the roster. We got a lot of contracts coming up at the end of the season and uh, we need to sign all those key players to remain, um, a, a powerful uh, team for the next couple of seasons. Um, I, I, I don't see the Dolphins going for him either because they have Tua, so they have their own issue there, uh, what they're going to do. Um, Lamar Jackson's a great quarterback. He's got great legs. He's got a great cannon for an arm. But I don't, I don't see foresee anybody really trying to make that move unless they're really, really desperate, unless you're a team like – 
that's loaded up with draft picks that can that can go up and get them. Yeah, those yep. are really good points. Go, go ahead, Mark. What do you what do you got to say? So for one, uh, I don't think Lamar is looking to leave at all. I know he made a, a passing comment to someone about this situation. Um, however, I also I believe what he's trying to say is pretty much he would rather go to one of these key teams that he thinks he can help with rather than be franchise tag. But I think he his heart would still rather stay a Raven. Uh, he's been adamant about that in the past. Um, so I'm I'm thinking that's like where he really wants to be, and I'm, I think part of his season here, like. He's already had a really good couple seasons. He's had, you know, there's always been those questions since he was drafted about his actual quarterback ability, which I think he's really proven that he can be a quarterback. Uh, he's played well. He's thrown well. Uh, and I think the Ravens are juggling right now because you're looking at anywhere from, you know, six to ten quarterbacks expected to come out of the draft in the first two days this year. And I think they're torn between do we make this offer because of the contracts that have happened now? When you offer Deshaun Watson guaranteed money after the situation that he went through this past year, and knowing that Lamar gives you the athletic ability to do more than your average, you know, quarterback, maybe he doesn't have, you know, the, the outstanding arm of like, you know, a Josh Allen, a Mahomes, a Herbert, but he's obviously more mobile, so he's a way more. He's got that Vic style dual threat ability to him, and I think right now the Ravens are going back and forth on. Do we need to pay 200 some million dollars, as you're saying, in guarantees to this quarterback? Or do we let the, the season go? See how if he if they if he takes you to the promised land, all right, fine. You're gonna have to I mean you're gonna have to sign him a fat contract anyway. Or if he doesn't quite reach that potential, let him go for you know a few picks, as Miguel said, maybe to another team who's willing to take that fight. Uh I honestly am a little scared of him. I I don't I personally I don't really want to see him as an eagle. Until I'm sure, like I like, I want to see how Hertz does. I don't really like a lot of the quarterbacks coming out of the draft, uh, and I'm, I'm nothing against Lamar, but I, I just don't want to like put the pressure on Hertz if he does pretty well. I don't want to have that fight. That's like more drama than we need. Um, I agree with you about Miami. I think two is in a, getting into a good spot now, fine with his coaching. Detroit, on the other hand. We all know goofballs up there. They have some really good receivers. We saw what Swift could do. Him and DeAndre Swift together, if he could throw some passes to Hawkinson and Amon Ross St. Brown, he could be really dangerous up in Detroit. Uh, that actually might be a good fit for him. Uh, but I think overall right now, he's having a prove-it season, and the Ravens are debating between a $200 million contract or are you going to risk it on an incoming rookie class? I think they'd be smarter to take the contract. I know it's a lot of money. But again, I, 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 watch, a lot of, I watch a lot of college football yesterday. I see a lot of players. Yeah, Bryce Young had a good day. You know, CJ Stroud, okay. Anthony Richardson was a little shaky. Um, you know, like you're looking at these top quarterbacks, you're like, eh, I, I mean, Miami lost. So I, every team has a chance to lose every, every well, for them, every Saturday. I guess it wasn't yesterday because it was Saturday. Um, but still, it's one of those things where you're, you're questioning what you're getting the following year. It's not a guarantee. You know, you know what you have in Lamar. So the Ravens have to figure that out because by the end of the season, Herbert's going to get a contract. Even with this injury, right. he's going to have a fat contract and Deshaun Watson's contract. And you're going to see other quarterbacks in their contracts. And it's just going to drive his market value up. They were dumb not to have done it in the summer, but we'll see how it goes. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, both of you have really great points. The, the Eagles, like, like you said, we got to see what we have in Jalen Hurts. Um, 
you know, last week's game against the Lions, we saw him start out super slow, 0 for 5, first time in his career in passing. He had a better he had a better game after that, but that kind of was like a little little concerning. I'll talk about that after that, but we got to see what we rust. got. We, yeah, sure. We got to see what we got <laughs> with Jalen Hurts. Um, now, like you said, the Dolphins. The Dolphins going. I don't. I don't see the Dolphins fit for um, with uh, for Lamar Jackson because you know they got Tua. They've got they've got some sort of idea of what they want to do with that group there. I think his best fit would be Detroit. That is a, t- a franchise that is definitely up and coming. I was impressed with them on Sunday. I was like, I thought they, I thought the Eagles were just going to steamroll right over them. And Miguel, you were right. They were ready. They were ready for the from the beginning to the end. They did not give up in that game at all. And so, to take Jared Goff out of that situation and put a, a Lamar Jackson in there. Where, where that is a that is a that would be a potent team. That is a and then well, you know they're not you know they're not ones to, to spend money. But guess what? There's no there's no reason that they can start, can't start spending it now on Lamar Jackson, right? So yeah, right. I, I think that would be an ideal fit for. Now, I'm not saying I wouldn't love Lamar Jackson, but I'm I'm not ready to say you know what I'm all out. I'm I'm all in on Lamar Jackson. I think that the better fit would be for the Lions. That would be that would be the best fit for him. I think. By him rejecting their offer and saying they're not gonna, he's not going to play for them for a franchise. Those those are bridges that you, it's hard to build those bridges back up again after you've said things like that, and and you've already said that you're ready to play for three other teams. So you know he's that's he's got he's got a lot of work ahead of him. You know, trying to yeah. mend 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 bridges and make sure that you know you know he comes out flat in his home opener, and people are going to start booing him. You know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. So, uh, that's how I that feel is. about that, you know? Uh, no. so yeah, I think, you know, moving forward, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be watching Lamar Jackson and see what he's going to do the rest of the season. He's got a lot of, he's got a lot to prove. Yeah. What happens, what happens if Hertz and Lamar have the similar records at the end of the year? You know, we have to make a, co- a contract decision. You know, you have Lamar Jackson as a possibility, you know, Lamar's yeah, gonna yeah. ask for more money. Jalen's still too young, can't ask for that kind of money. He hasn't earned it. He has sure. even won an Lamar MVP. Has had you know, at least Lamar has won an MVP. Yeah, true. And granted, he shriveled up in the playoffs, but he had an MVP season. So, um, moving forward, let's talk about this Detroit Lions game against the Eagles last Sunday. What are your thoughts, Mark? What? How, how do you think? Uh, how you? How you feel that? Game? I mean. I said it last week, and granted, he did more than I even I anticipated. But I knew DeAndre Swift was not being looked at properly. Um, I don't know if it was a gas issue, if the Lions are just not good thinking offensively. Um, but they should have never swapped him out. For, like if they wanted to win, all they had to do was give him the ball five, six more times. He made our run defense look terrible. However, I will put a little note out there. I did see this and something I'd like to kind of key in on for moving forward. I, I love Javon Hargraves. I love Fletcher Cox. We, I, I love our D-line. But once Jordan Davis came in the game, we went from letting up 10 yards of carry to 2.9 yards of carry. He, he's just a wall. I'm mm-hmm. not saying he needs to start, but when you're playing a team and they show early that this is what we have running, you got to make that change. 
That's got to be an adjustment that's going to last the game. It can't be, oh, he's going to come in on third and short stops. Uh, he just has to be there more. You know, he's who, got the motor. So who's on, who's that on? You, you're pointing, who's, who, who makes that call? Sirianni or Gannon? Who makes that call? I mean, in my at this point, I think Sirianni has to make the call over Gannon. I think in the game, Gannon should have made the call. Gannon should have seen early what Swift was doing to us. You know, that Williams, even when he was getting the ball, yeah, he wasn't getting it nearly as much, but he was getting five, six yards, getting those first downs. Mm-hmm. You know, should have seen quick, quickly, oh, look, Jordan Davis is in. They're not running the ball as well. <laughs> we need to make this adjustment. We need to keep stick with it. At this point now, we have a full week since our last game. We've had plenty of film time. Every person in the world has analyzed this game. That That's a either a fan or an, an uh, analyst. And they've put out the stats. They pulled. They show all the replays. They show this is what happens. And we can use all that analytics. We can use that data. You know, now Sirianni's got to be there and tell Gannon, hey, look, if we're getting diced in the first quarter in the rush game, and I understand if you want to – you're running starters, that's fine. He doesn't need to be a starter yet. He is young. You know, he's he getting the NFL ropes. I get it. But if, you know, by the end of the first quarter, the opposing team's already looking at 100 yards rushing or, or your 50 yards rushing, we got to make that change early because we did the second quarter and we looked like the Eagles we should be the second quarter. And then we didn't the rest of the game. Right. And we need to adjust and just, you know, stick with our adjustments. Like you'll see in a lot of these games, like look at um, the first game between the Bills and the Rams. Very close game. Halftime, Bills adjusted, Rams didn't. If you don't adjust, you're going to lose. We nearly lost a game to poor adjustments. I, I understand. I do say that Detroit is underrated, but I think we are a much better team. This, yeah. this game should have been, a, there should be a much larger divide than what it was. And that's on us, and our coach needs to make that forceful adjustment on Gannon, or get rid of him. So, yeah, that yeah, you uh, you really hit the nose on the head on all of those. All that. What do you what do you got, Miguel? What do you think? Sorry, sorry. No, uh, I feel like Mark made excellent points. Um, you know, going zero for five on that first drive, you know, really scared me in the beginning. But what really saved us was Hurts bailed out and picked up a lot of key third downs. We should have went three and out on that first drive, on the first couple drives. But he, you know, bailed out, ran, got us the first down. Um, so, you know, he made made smart moves to help us move the ball down the field. On the defensive side, like, like Mark was saying, we couldn't stop Swift at all. Uh, golf didn't have – didn't get hot to at least the middle of the fourth quarter. That's when they really started burning us. And, you know, the adjustments, uh, Jonathan Gann has got to see the impact that, that Davis had, and he just turned a blind eye. Sirianni does need to um, step up, and it kind of worries me because I don't know if anybody heard in, um, in one of the press conferences uh, this week, um, Sirianni, they asked Sirianni if he ever talks to um, Jonathan Gannon about making defensive uh, adjustments. And he said, you know, he basically said that he asked questions about what their game plan is, not as a head coach saying, hey, this is what we need to focus on. What What's your plan? And if you don't have a plan, let's build a plan. So it was kind of suspect of who's really calling what on the defensive side of the ball. And I mean, if of- I can – oh, I say if I can touch on that, yeah. I, I'm – I'm okay with him having a slightly hands-off approach going like, okay, you're my defensive coordinator. Okay, I see – I'm just wondering, hey, what are you doing here? I want to know as the coach. 
I'm cool with that. If you're going to be like, okay, you're the D coordinator. I trust what you're doing. Just like explain it to me real quick. Cool. Great. And then let him run it. And which I think is what he did last, last week. And I'm cool with that. Moving forward, I think he's got to do, you know, I, I understand if he's going to be like, hey, sure, you know, whatever you want to do, you're running the defense. However, you know, if, if you see these changes not happening and you see that that's when you need to step in, because, um, like, that's the reason you have a D coordinator. That's why you have an offensive coordinator. You want them to do what they have to, and then you're, as the head coach, overlooking all of it, making those picks and changes. Um, and I understand maybe the first week he wanted to be, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm just speculating. First week he was like, I'm just going to be hands off. And see how they do. Mm. I'd like to see a little bit of a of a kind of I don't I don't want to micromanage, but you know make sure things are locked down. So, and I think honestly, you touched on golf going off towards the fourth. I think that was more in response to the fact that our corners and our safeties had to be up more for the line. They had to adjust for the rushing, right? Which is how you get teams to burn. That's how you have you know like players like Tannenhill a few years ago have really good seasons. Is you have everyone in the box to, to face you know. Derrick Henry, you're gonna, I expect you'll see it with the Colts this season. You're going to have more and more people crowding the box for Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I still understand that game last week because, I mean, Matt, between the two, between Matt Ryan and, and Jonathan Taylor, they had, what, like 500 yards of offense, and they tie the game yeah, against the Texans. I, yeah. I, <laughs> mine's blown. Embarrassing. But you, that's what we're going to have to do. We need to re-solidify what we did as Eagles before. Our defensive line needs to be the defensive line. Allow our linebackers to play that middle zone, and then our our secondary needs to only have to focus about the secondary. It won't have those fourth quarter burns by quarterbacks. Right. So, like we were talking, like the defensive line needs to be needs to be more uh, of a of a of a force rather than a sieve. Um, but I think the thing the fact is that maybe it's you know Jonathan Gannon it isn't. You know, I know it's already, people have already been saying it, that Jonathan Gannon is not the defensive coordinator for the future for the Eagles. He's just not. Um, you know, it, would, it, would it make a difference if he was up in the booth and he can look down in the field and see what was happening? Like, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he just he needs a different point of view of the game other than from the sidelines. Because, you know, there's you see different things from the sidelines than you would from the uh. booth. You know, you see where holes are opening up. You can radio down. Also, like, how come, you know, maybe maybe put it in the players' hands on the field. If they see something, they need to speak up. You know, T.J. Edwards is supposed to be the voice of that defense. If he's just relaying the messages of, of what, what he wants to, what Gannon wants to run, maybe he needs to say something. Like, hey, they're running all over us. Put, put Jordan Davis in. I'm all for Jordan Davis playing every single down. You know that. You know that I'm a Jordan Davis fan. So... Put him in there every single down. I don't care. He, he, the guy's the guy in the video. I was just watching the simulation of the video game. He gets double teamed in Madden. He gets double teamed in Madden. Like, you you put him in there. He's going to get double teamed, no doubt. So I have him on my team in Madden. He still blows <laughs> up those double teams. He's great. He's great. I don't. I don't. You know, maybe it just took that game for everybody to realize. Okay, this dude really probably is the next the next coming of of a great defensive tackle. Uh. You know, I think, I think our our I think Slay kind of got burned a little bit in the in that game. I but Bradbury looked great. You know, who's Hussein Reddick looked good. Uh, you know, because your White had the the tip to Bradbury for that interception. That, that was great to see. That I was, you know, that that that's yeah. proof that of your free agency paying off right there. Uh, so that was good okay. things. Now, Miguel, you said something about the press conferences. You also mm-hmm. we talked about we talked. Uh, earlier that 
what Gannon said about game game planning. And they brought they, they, that Gannon said that he talks to Sirianni and Howie about game <laughs> planning. Um, mm-hmm. I was taken back by that. As a general manager, I don't think a general manager needs to be in on the conversation of game plan. He he's supposed to get the players that the coaches need to achieve success, and that's it. I don't see why Howie Roseman is in there talking game plan. What do you? I know you have something to say about that, Miguel. Go for it. Um. Yeah. I, it took me a week to like really after hearing that. It took me a couple of days to really like think about it, gauge it. Um. At first, I thought it was I reacted the same way you did. What the hell is Howie doing in there? Howie being in um in the in the meetings is uh, act like a cohesive unit because he's going to need to know what pieces the team needs. He has to move from the practice squad or have to pick up a free agent. What what the moves are going to be? And you know, I don't see it as a bad thing that Howie's in there. Um, I at first, like I said, like I reacted the same way. Like, what the hell is he doing in there? What's he? What's his input? Like, I I couldn't imagine it, but. You know, I heard a couple of the radio uh, heads talking about how, you know, it's it's an okay thing. He has to be there for, you know, to 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 fill in the pieces that are that the coaching staff may or may not need pretty much. So I don't see it as a bad thing. How he okay. how he being in there gives him a little experience with the coaching staff needs. Hey, look, we have a weakness. If he sees a weakness somewhere, maybe next free agency, he picks up, you know, a player, you know, how how he season comes around in the off season. And he picks up the player that we need. Yeah, wow, it's amazing what a couple of days will True, do. Huh? I, 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 that really, you change your you change your tune on that one. Well, it's typical. It's typical Philadelphia fan overreaction. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you, sometimes you have to. I've I've learned over the years you have to sometimes sit on it, think about it, break it down, and then react. Whereas a lot of the Philly fans they hear, you know, certain things and they're quick to 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 react to it. And sometimes we need to just. Pause, you know, let's process it and then react. Right. You're right. I, I agree with you there because I, I, I'm i like this right now on Hertz's from last week, which is why I just keep saying first game rust because there was a lot I didn't like about our first game, but I'm trying not to do the Philadelphia overreaction because some of the plays, like some of the plays that he made versus other quarterbacks around the league that I believe are lesser skill set quarterbacks baffled me but i don't want to attack him on it because it was his first week he had some new players okay i get some of the mentality um i will touch base that i would really 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 like to see him look at more than one progression oh like maybe throw the throw a ball to Devontae smith maybe or two i don't know (laughs) um yeah maybe well he threw like three that really weren't to in him his, and right. one in like triple coverage, but right. uh, I, you know, it's just like the um, there was a players like one or two plays that again I understand he, he made he made the most of them, so I'm not going to hurt him for it. But there were plays where there were receivers open and he just didn't look, and you see his eyes go up as soon as he snaps at one guy not open, run, and I'm like, first week, first week, you know, he's under pressure, got it, no worries. So I'm not going to touch on it too much. But if I don't see more changes, I'm going to have more issues with that because you're becoming one-dimensional real quick, and that's not going to work. We will not see NFC titles with that mentality, that play style. You're right. You, you, you know, if you if you if they know that you're only going to be throwing to 
uh, one receiver the whole time and then just pulling it down and running, well, they'll just they'll they'll make sure that that you they, that AJ Brown doesn't even uh, exist on that field, and you better learn how to throw it to your third and second uh, reads. Um, that was like the whole Carson Wentz thing where he he it went through his progression so fast. Is the, and then he started a run. So it's like, where's you know, how can we can't find a quarterback that takes their time through their progressions, or actually does the progressions and then makes those passes? That's what we need to have here. You know, we are, you know yeah. to quote to quote Her- to quote Howie, we are a quarterback factory. So we should be able no. to do this. God, no. <laughs> oh God, I hate that quote. That is a that's a college quote right there. I I, I at times wonder. If Jalen sees over the line, if, if the reason why he looks at one receiver is because he probably can't see through the mix of linemen, defensive after linemen. They, after they stand up, right? After they stand the ball, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I'm wondering if that's one of the things, you know, and that's why he's so quick to roll out to his right and then run because if you see open grass, he's just going just gonna to run. But right. I wonder okay. if that has a factor, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, especially when I mean, you look at some of the size of these guys, it's not like they're small. Yeah. I mean, every one of them is like, well, I think Kelsey's the shortest one, right? Yeah, yeah, Kelsey's yeah. the shortest one, and he's yeah, still like six, six something. Yeah, he's what, six uh, three? That's the shortest guy on the line. The shortest, six, three. Uh, shortest guy in the line is six three or six two, so like something like that. Yeah, and then yeah. your tackles are six six and six seven, like. Okay. I mean, you're right. He might not be able to see uh, when they go up, which is not a good thing. Yeah, you know, that, that's that. a, that's reason that why some that was that was Michael Vick's yeah. uh, that was Michael Vick's problem too because he was a short uh, quarterback too, and he couldn't get see. He over was his a little faster, but he was faster. But that yeah. I mean, that's a coaching staff thing. Like you have to, you, and we complained about this a lot with Carson Wentz. You know, Carson Wentz would always roll out to the pocket too, but you have to move the pocket for him to you know, be able maybe to see the field better. And that's the coaching staff have to come up with a game plan to do that. Like right. if he, if he can't, if he communicating to you, I can't see the middle of the field. Let's move the pocket and, and game plan that way. Good call. You know? Yeah. Good call. Uh, so overall, I was impressed with the Eagles game on uh, Sunday against the lions. I thought, uh, yeah, they started out slow. Like we, like we said, they were going to, you know, they like the, the Eagles, like to, it's like a slow burn for the Eagles. You know, like they start really slow in the beginning, kind of find their footing in the middle, and then kind of like just burn out in the end of the game. Uh, that's like a let's typical, not forget to mention Miles Sanders. Miles, okay, Miles Sanders, good game. He had a good game. He was strong. Uh, he didn't, you know, he didn't get kind of injured at all. Like, like when I say injured, like usually there's something like like he hits his hand on a helmet or he falls weird and he, he's out for like the rest of the game. He was there. He was he was there for the whole game. I'm impressed. Um, game impressive. one down. Game one down for him. Okay, he's good. He's got one in the one in the one in the pot now. It it was uh, a good it was a good weekend for uh, Penn State running backs. It was. Oh uh, <laughs> Body called if, a Saquon for what a game. Uh, right. I don't know if you saw some of the holes that the, the his line made. Uh, I could run like four thousand yards in a season through those holes. Like <laughs> those holes were so well. huge, it was massive. Like that's you know, if they can can like continue that for the season, they're going to be tough. They're going to be tough. I say, keep to, in mind that I. Uh, I'm assuming right. I'm afraid to talk to a Giants fan now just because of that game. I I've talked to a couple. They're still concerned. 
Um, however, keep in mind that the Titans defense is only like a year removed from being number one rushing defense in the league. I know. So that's that's crazy. And the not only that, the Giants said that without their star, without their rookie star DN and Kayvon Thibodeau, they drafted. He didn't play. He's still injured. You know, so they did okay defensively, locking down Henry and making Tannehill try to be the workhorse, which he's not. We've known that for years. Um, so maybe the Giants are more of a team than we expected. I think after watching all the games, uh, I think the Commanders are going to be the Commanders. They're going to have some ups and downs. Wentz they're going to have some ups and downs. Uh, the Cowboys' offense looks so anemic even with Dak, that that was almost sad to watch. I mean, that was that was bad. <laughs> well, you um, know. And I expect it's not going to get any better. <laughs> no, it's so, not going to get any I better. I mean, Giants are, the Giants, are this, in my opinion, Giants are the second best team in our division. I agree. By a decent amount. Yeah, I would say so by the looks of it. Like, just, just looking at that, those two games, the fact that the Cowboys, I'm going to say this, very happily that didn't score a touchdown. The only the only team in the first week that didn't score a touchdown. Like I wouldn't remember that's that for insane. a long time. Like and it's not like Tampa sporting a defense that's like ready like they're not like number one defense. They're not looking to like be a lockdown defense. No. no. You can see that the the off season for the Cowboys was not great. Like it it really hurt them. They it, it, as a team and, and and the fact that Dak's going to be out for six was it six to eight weeks now I think. Yeah, they're yeah. Gonna, he's going to come back, and they're going to be zero and nine, zero and ten. I don't well, see were them winning a game. About doing, well, yeah. I say not with their other quarterbacks. Yeah, and I, I don't think they're going to make. Like, there are people are like, oh, you should make a play for Garoppolo. They're not going to make a play for another quarterback that's equally as expensive for a few games. They're just not going to do that. Maybe Sam Darnold, but Sam Darnold's also injured. So uh, hey, Cam Newton's Cam Newton's out there. Yeah, I've seen that call too. He's a free I've agent. seen that call too. He's a free agent. Yeah, Cam's out there. And maybe um, maybe the Vikings want to move on from Kirk Cousins. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, I just Cousins. I just wanted to bring up a, a a thing too. Like we we that we didn't discuss. Um, Hertz ran the ran the ball a lot against Detroit, and yeah. he he slid a couple times where the Lions players you know made contact with him. They were they kind did. of physical and no roughing the passer calls at all. And I. I I could count at least three re- recall at least three three times that it, that it happened during the game, and I Agreed. would bananas where there was yeah. no flag called. No, yeah, that, that's they, what they, I was. Yeah, you know, I was saying. Younger, uh, quarter, same younger quarterbacks, they don't they don't really care too much about those younger quarterbacks who are not the faces of the league. Exactly, and that's what I was saying. Well, you know, pre podcast we're talking. I was talking about the you know the Chargers and Herbert having the same issue. He's getting hits that are you know if that's Mahomes, if what happened to. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts or what I saw with, with Justin Herbert the other night, if that happens to Mahomes, that happens to Allen, that happens to Brady, you're, you're penalized and probably DQ'd. Some of those hits are have reached the point where they're hitting those kind of like, if Brady gets hit that way, he's standing up looking at the ref being like, that guy's off the field or this game's over. And they're going to respect that because that, right. that's the rules they made because of him. Right. So they're going to do that. But for, you know, players like Hurts, and what kills me is, again, like, as an Eagles fan, I'm not stupid. I'm looking around the league. I can see these top top star quarterbacks. Uh, you, of course, like I said, you know, Mike, that I'm obviously a big fan of Herbert. Statistically, he outpaces Allen. He outpaces Mahomes. He, like he's putting up numbers that no one has, and we're treating him like the fifth, sixth, seventh best quarterback in the league. And he's throwing passes with broken ribs that most quarterbacks can't make healthy without yeah. pressure. There's no, that, no question to me his skill set, and we're just letting him get damaged and ruining his career. And we're gonna do the same thing with Hurts. I mean, yeah. I don't think Hurts. Uh, yes, Hurts doesn't have that 
you know, that talent that we see in some of these quarterback greats, but he's got that ability. He's got the potential, but you saw what he did uh, in Oklahoma. He's got the potential to be a phenomenal quarterback as developed. If we can work around it, which we're trying to do, if we keep letting these quarterbacks get hit like this and, and picking and choosing who gets penalized and who doesn't based on how popular they are, which is what it feels like the NFL is doing. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose a lot of young talent due to unnecessary injuries. I totally agree with you. Like, you know, the fact that Justin Herbert was able to, uh, you know, get ribs, rib cartilage uh, fractured in a game. Now, I know the same thing happened to Carson Wentz a few years ago. Um, yeah, but Wentz but, didn't have a drive like that. No, Wentz kind of like petered out. Like, <laughs> Herbert threw a pass. I don't know how he threw a pass. He threw a pass, like, um, it was third down. He started running for first down. yards. It, it, he, he started running for the first down. He just he threw the ball away to get to fourth down. And he threw a 35-yard year, 35 pass and like, between two guys. Like, I don't know how he did it. It was a perfect pass. You, was I perfect. don't know how Nobody else would have ball. caught it. I, 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 don't, I can't believe that he did that with after what he had just did the previous down before. And so, like you said, for them to just – you know, let this defensive lineman just destroy these young quarterbacks and not call any kind of penalty is mind-boggling. Yeah. It's mind-boggling. And, 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 it's a sh- it's and a we shame. got real lucky with Hurts because some of the hits on Hurts were so close to being headshots. And, you yeah. know, the hit – and what a lot of people like who haven't played don't realize is that the hit to the head doesn't always do the damage. It's that secondary hit when you hit the ground. And the amount of hits he's taking where you see that whiplash effect every time I'm sitting there going like, oh, okay, we're, we're about to have Minshew time. You know, Min- right. I'm not sure if it's Minshew mania right now, but right. like, cause you know, we want to see hurts. Well, we we're trying to see a great season out of hurts. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen if we keep letting, you know, these kind of hits happen. They, they need to make up their mind lot. if they're going to call it a lot. Right. If he's yeah. going to be running a lot, like Miguel, you were talking about earlier, if he's going to be running a lot, they're going to, he's going to get destroyed after the f- first three games. He can't be running so many times and taking those hits. Right. So, and, yeah, you know, he's got that ankle that he had surgery on in the offseason. Like, you know, yeah, that, that factor as well. We don't want him to twist his ankle, hurt, you know, rip a ACL or, or worse. Yeah, I don't want that. Well, and that's all. like they changed the rule a few years ago. Because of Josh Allen, like there's always been the rule of quarterback slides, you know, you touch him, he's down. Josh Allen would fake slide his very his rookie season and then get up and go. And they change that rule. Once you begin your slide, you're down, no contact. And yet the players were teeing off on Hertz while he's slid and it is by like down and down, down. They're still right. making contact and it's not, oh, I was in midair. It's you lunged after he's down, nothing. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to so, see what, what tonight's game is going to be like for the Eagles with the, the Vikings defense. So let's move, let's, <laughs> let's move on <laughs> to tonight's game against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I know they're, the Vikings are coming off a giant win against the, the Packers where uh, you know Aaron Rodgers was anemic. He, I don't know what happened to him. He had, Miguel, he scored like, what, two or three points in fantasy for you? Like, it was like, ridiculous. Um, yes, yeah, some leagues just two points, some leagues is one point. But yeah, I think he had too many of those ayahuasca mushrooms. I don't know. Well, who's so, he throwing to? Who? Yeah, exactly. Like he he said his his quarterback was going to be his receiver was going to be uh, Azard. Azard. I, I don't think he had any passes. I don't think he caught anything. I don't think so either. I mean, I don't I know if I'd throw it to him. Right. I think the stat was 
Devontae Adams had 148, 158 yards receiving more than all of the Packers receivers combined. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Adams is no joke. I mean, that's why he's, I think he's going to do really well there with Carr. But yeah, for, yeah. for the Vikings looking forward, for, yeah. for one, I think the Packers, because of Rodgers, are overrated. Because Rodgers, of course, like, I don't think anyone will ever argue that with what he's done in his career, he's the first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. He, he's just done phenomenally his whole career. The problem is, is that he's now at a point with where the team just, there's nobody left. And so you're asking a quarterback, and you could see it. He made throws to open receivers who then just dropped the pass. And you could see his face, like, what more do you want me to do? I can't throw a better ball. You need to just catch this. So I think, don't get me wrong, I'm not taking anything from the Vikings. Justin Jefferson, the, the player that we should have had where, sporting, you know, our Eagles green, if, you know, for some reason we didn't think that Rager, who was also now a Viking, was any good. If anyone had a scout in the league and saw that, hey, Rager's a third-yard special team, or like a, four, a third-day special teams talent and not a top pick in the draft over someone like Justin Jefferson, that's another – I'll leave that go. <laughs> we need to cover Jefferson. Because I, 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 I'll just go on about all day. That, that's just – that's the Howie that was. Hopefully what we saw this year is more the Howie that is. Um, Justin Jefferson's our big threat. Obviously, we saw what DeAndre Swift did last week. I expect Dalvin Cook to try to do the same. However, he's slower. I, I, I feel from watching him since his injuries, he's not the cook he was. He's still obviously a threat, but it's different. I think you said with any star young running back, once they start taking an injury to the legs, they can continue to produce, but it will never be quite the same. Never. And yeah. I think we can contain him. And then we really need to just focus on Jefferson and Thielen. Can we do it? I think we have the players to. We just need to adjust. And the one thing Rodgers did have go well for him, his tight ends were open a lot last week. And Goddard is better than every tight end on Green Bay combined. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I need to see uh, the defense shut down the running game, um, put this ball, put put this game into um, Kirk Cousins' hands, let him let him make uh, make the plays because. Uh, you know, we can't let Jefferson get over the top. We we don't want to see him in the end zone. Rager, we know what he does. We, we hear he's going to do punt returns, so we know he's going to go backwards on those plays. Uh, so we, we need to make sure we, we get him pinned pin to as close as the end zone as we can. Um, but, yeah, I mean, shutting down the run game for me is the, is, is the big key I want to see. I don't want to see uh, Dalvin Cook out there running around like Swift did last week. Um Justin Jefferson is going to be I, – I want him matched up one-on-one on, with Slay the whole game between him and uh, some safety help and just, just keep Definitely that – safety help. One side to – keep that off to one side of the field and let her uh, cousins just have to work with, you know, the other side. Shut down the running game and just let, let him dink and dunk if he can to his, uh, to his tight ends and, and running backs and, and hopefully get a lot of three and outs. But, yeah. you know – We'll see. We'll see if, if they can do that. Yeah, I, I would like to see him. I would like to see Jefferson double team the entire entire game. I don't want to see a play where there's not two players on him. Right. If Adam Thielen gets a few good plays on us, fine. I'd rather him get a few good plays than have Jefferson torch us. So I'd like to see two on him with our with a, with a deep safety just the whole game, and then have our O line or D line do what they need to with linebackers covering underneath. 
And then, like you said, maybe Bradbury on Thielen, just one-on-one there. You know, if Bradbury can island Thielen the whole day, I'll feel better about the team. Yeah. Yeah, I totally, Jefferson's I, coming I, I in. totally agree. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead go. Jefferson's coming in with, with a – I don't know. They, I saw an interview. They, they, they talked to him about how the Eagles uh, passed him up. And, you know, he, he's coming with, you know, with vengeance. Like, he wants to put on the show for Howie Roseman – you know, alone for skipping over him. So he's coming, he's coming with, with some heat this week. So we'll see how these, uh, how Jonathan Gannon game plans for these particular players. Jefferson comes yeah, with heat that, every week. That's, that's a, that's a good, he, de- <laughs> he, he definitely has come out this week and said that, uh, that he is, uh, so glad that he wasn't picked by the Eagles, that he was happy that to, to have been chosen by the Vikings and not the Eagles. Um, and then also, Rager had come uh, is on record saying that uh, he's out for revenge. He's out for revenge. I'm like, what are you revenging? Me like, you are if you make any if you, as soon as you step on that field, Jalen Rager, the Boo Birds are coming for you. They're coming. They're not. Hard. They are not holding back. Yeah, as as people it, always yeah, say, it's... Philly fans booed Santa Claus. We're coming for you, Jalen Rager. We're coming for you. That man's contract. That man's pay. Is millions more than it should because of us. Right. I mean, right. you think <laughs> he got he got a first round pick. He got millions of dollars plus millions of dollars signing bonus. He goes day three. He's looking at a, a standard four year contract worth maybe one point three million a year. Now he's getting yeah. what thirteen million a season. Yeah. He should be coming out saying, "Thank you guys. I have no future in this league. I'm probably going to be retired in two seasons. So yeah. hey, you made me rich yeah. for nothing." Yeah, so I, I'm looking forward. At least forward, he can do is fumble the ball. Which he, you know what? I'm sure 100% he will. I'm sure he will. It would be I'll nice. Hey, if he wants to gift us a fumbled punt, I'll thank him. I'll be yeah. grateful we had him then. You know, that stadium is going to go berserk if he fumbles a ball and the Eagles recover it. Like that's go- They're just going to go crazy. Can, can we please get Devin Allen to be our gunner that day? I mean, I right. need the speed. I need to see <laughs> right. down there, blowing Rager up, and that'll just get the Eagles going. I'd it love will. that. It will. It will. The the Eagles defense, I think, uh, it will stifle this Minnesota offense. They, I don't see like I don't see you know, I can see them shutting down Delvin Cook and then putting it all on Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins cannot throw fifty passes in a game and beat you. It won't happen. It, it can't happen. Um, I think we'll Jefferson see might, I, but... I think we'll see I think we'll see a big play from Jefferson early in the game. And I think uh, that's all we'll see. We won't see we won't see anything else from him after this big. There will be a big play from Jefferson. I can guarantee you that. After because what they're going to do, they're going to have to make adjustments after that play. They they're going to see what they're going to wait and see what he can do one on one with Slay. I think Slay can shut him down. No 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 doubt. Uh, so I'm excited to see that that matchup. Um, the matchup between. Uh, uh, our linebackers covering their this this t- their tight end they think is uh, you know Herb Smith next, Jr. Yeah, the next coming of uh, Kyle Rudolph. I'm 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 interested to see what he's going to do. They think they, they've they've talked nothing but like this guy is going to be the next big thing. So let's see how this guy does. Uh, you know, if as long as like they you know, they they follow the scouting where where. Jordan Davis is in the field, is in the game. They they have less rushing yards. Uh, they take away that run game and then force Kirk Cousins to pass. 
I don't see I don't see the Eagles losing this game at all, and I think that uh, we we go two up two zero now. I'd like to see it. Uh, personally, I'd say looking at the schedule, this with the way the way the uh, grand not to overreact, um, but to look at the schedule after last week, this might be our toughest game of the season. I mean. I have I just pulled the schedule up here. The Cardinals look I mean I, the Cardinals are always a threat for some weird reason. We have an issue down in, in Arizona. We just always do. Uh the Steelers lost TJ Watt. He was a good chunk of that defense. You know, ahead of that, like maybe the Giants are actually gonna be a fight, but we have an easy schedule this year. It hurts. I I, I get I get afraid of having an easy schedule. I don't like it. But I think this is our tough game. I'd like to see us compete. I think it's gonna be. I, I'm gonna be a little nicer to the teams this week. I'm gonna give us a closer game. Uh, personally, I'm gonna say 31-24 Eagles. Um, but I think it's gonna be a tight game. I think you're right. I think Jefferson's gonna at least get one big play on us. And I would. I, I was saying before. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see double coverage on him. I'd like to see a safety over the top. I, I know that you know as long as Epps plays smart and it keeps deep, he'll be able to you know fill in for that uh should like slay try to jump around and get beat i'm hoping epps or, or you know even gardner can be there but uh i expect he'll get at least one good play and i like i think miguel was saying i think our biggest issue is contain cook and then as long as we can do something to take away jefferson whether it be two or three players you gotta force kirk cousins to work with what else he has an aging adam Thielen and this tight end who is coming back from i believe an injury too like if i'm not mistaken he was injured preseason yeah and uh i will force it to to show us what they have. Because we know Justin Jefferson. Yeah, it's a known, so that's a known, a, known, a known weapon for them. That's a known weapon. And we know what and, we're getting with Kirk Cousins. It's just now that... And let's, we know what we're getting with Dalvin Cook. Right. And that unlike Detroit, they know what they have in Dalvin Cook, and they'll use him. So, right. Miguel? Yeah, like you said, uh, this is Monday Night Football. All eyes on us. Like, this, is, this game is going to set... I think the tone for the rest of the season uh, and, and how the NFL views the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, like the next couple games to me are all winnable games. I like, like Mark said, looking down the schedule, I think our hardest game doesn't come. You know, if you want to count the giants up there, fine. But I think the saints will be our hardest game and that's not until week 17. Um, so I feel like this game here is going to really set the tone of how the NFL perceives what the Philadelphia Eagles are. Are we a dominant defense? Are we an explosive offense? Um, we all need to see, we need to see all of that in this game. We need to see every aspect of special teams, defense, offense, all clicking on all cylinders. So we strike some fear into some of these teams, you know, um, everybody in our division besides the Cowboys, uh, is, is one and oh. And um, we, we need to establish that we are the kings of the NFC East. Put the stamp on it, dominate this game, and then show the NFL that hey, we 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 are contenders, legit. Yeah, yeah. I think you. What you have a score for us? What, what's your what's your score? You got what do you got for us? Uh, I'm really hoping. Like I, I was really disappointed that you know. Um, Detroit put up uh, uh, thirty-one on us, uh, thirty-five on us. Yeah. Um, so we can't let that happen again. We, we've got to 
you know, keep this game. I want to predict a 20, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 30, I'm going to say the Eagles put up, they're going to have to put up 35. And yeah, 35 21, I'm going to say. 35 21. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're going far. I think we're, I think you're right. You know, they have to establish them. The Eagles have to establish them to themselves. Like, hey, are we going to be this stifling defense and a potent offense? Or, or, or are we just going to be a potent offense and just going to put up tons and tons of numbers and let's see if we can catch up? Uh, you know, we saw 155 yards with AJ Brown last week. I don't see that happening again this week because obviously everybody looks at uh, tape. They're going to know what they need to do to cover him. You know, the fact, you know, I'm excited about AJ Brown. The fact that he carried a, a human being on his, on his waist, on his back, like five or 10 yards, 10 yards, he drug yards, dragged that guy 10 yards. Like yeah. that was amazing. That's what I wanted to see. Yeah. I wanted to see that out of AJ Brown. He, that proved to me that he's a player. He's, He's here. He's and he's hungry. Um, well, he's probably gonna have Patrick Peterson all day. He's gonna have him yeah. all day, and so we're gonna see what he's what what he is this week. You know, today. So we're gonna see that. I want to see a game out of Devonte Smith that we should have seen last week. I want to see a game out of Devonte Smith. Results in a catch. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Some. I need. Like, not only the fact that he's on my fantasy team and he got me zero points. I need some points out of Devonte Smith. Uh, that's yeah. that's another that's another point I wanted to bring up too. Like, uh, okay, so a lot of the talk was like AJ Brown got a lot of the balls last week. I feel like our offense is going to see that from week to week. There's going to be one receiver that's going to get ten passes a game, yeah. and there's going to be receivers that get you know two three passes a game, depending on how the defense takes us. They already talked about it. They already said they they've come out and they've they've said that hey. We're gonna see. We're gonna see what the defense is doing. We're gonna make our adjustments. If one receiver is going to be constantly one on one, and we know that we feel confident in him in that one on one battle, we're gonna throw him the ball. So hopefully, that's something that we we see going forward. Now, you yeah. Know? The, the the Vikings have an aging linebacker core. They've got Eric Kendricks and Jordan Hicks in their in their in their linebacking core. That is they, those. They are you know ten years you know fifteen no, ten years ago maybe like seven eight years ago. That would be like, wow, those are good. those are some those are some good guys to have in your backfield in the linebacker core. I'm not worried about them. I I think that the that Dallas Goddard will be open majority of the time, and that they're just going to have oh, yeah. he's just going to have to wait and, and wait for him because they could take they could they could take Devonte out and AJ out of the game, and it's going to be on Quas, Quas Watkins and and Dallas Goddard, and I I'm confident in those two guys. They can they can catch some balls and, and score some touchdowns. Um, Let's see another. I, w- I want to see 100 yards out of Sanders this week. We got 96 do, last week. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Ex- I, I think they. I think it's possible. I don't. I their defense doesn't uh, scare me. It's the it's their offense that can have those those quick scores on you that kind of like kind of have you stumbling backwards on you. So I'm, I'm as long as they can control those numbers, I think the Eagles can come off uh, come away with a win like 28-17. X Y C. It'd be nice. Nice. Um, I promise you that I'm not going to always get, always have the Eagles win in my predictions, but you should. I, 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 I should, but I should and I shouldn't because you know always when you get my get your hopes up and then they don't. It's like 
those hopes get shattered I, I, so hard, you know? Yeah, I was going to come in with the prediction that we lose this week, but I'm but I, currently yeah. watching the games, and they're, they're getting me hyped up over here. So Yeah, so <laughs> I, I was, you know, I, like I said, I, I recorded uh, the simulation for Madden, and I wa- I'm watching the game. I'm wa- I, I texted you, Miguel. I'm watching the game on Madden simulation, just sitting and watching, and Jalen mm. Hurts throws an interception. I'm getting upset at the game. I'm like, this, I got to remind, remind myself, it's a video game. I'm like getting psyched up over the fact that they scored a touchdown and then they and they come back and they fumble the ball. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I getting hyped up over this? So I had to turn the TV off and just let it record and whatever the outcome was, that's what it was. And so uh, go over into our YouTube uh, channel and give that a watch. Um, we need some subscribers. Subscribe to that. Uh, we're uh, at the Squawking Eagles podcast on YouTube. Uh so anyway, any final thoughts uh, before tonight's game, Miguel? You want to go? <clears throat> um, I think I, I pretty much said what I needed to say. Uh, you know, uh, we need, really need to stop that running game. Uh, keep Jefferson contained. Uh, defense has got to show up and show out today. Um, special teams. We need special teams to to step up. Maybe you know, give us some good field position. Uh, start the offense off in good spots. Um, and overall, we need to see um, the coaching staff. We need to see Jonathan Gaddon make adjustments no matter at what point of the game. Um, we need to see that. And we need to see Der- uh, Seriani also. Um, hopefully, you know, if 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 um, defense isn't making any uh, switches, you know, he inserts himself as a head coach and, the, you know, demands those, those changes be made. Yeah, good point. Mark? Last final thoughts. Go birds, you know. Uh, <laughs> same way. Uh, I want to make sure. I want to see that our if adjustments are needed, we make the adjustments. And and no matter what, second half you make the adjustments because the other team's going to. You know, you gotta you gotta be able to change things around when you need it. Um, if we can, Adam, I said before, Eagles from second quarter against Detroit. If we can play that team every game, full game. This is it. We got this. We have a great team. Um, we do. We really have. We got great players. We got great personnel. I, we have the team to have a great run this season. This season, we just need to execute, and we need to be able to not let silly things happen. As you mentioned, I think Jefferson's probably going to have a play or two. We can't have him have a game. He can't have two hundred yards on us. Yeah. I'd like to see him under hundred. If we can keep, I'd say right. If we can keep him under hundred yards, we win this game. That's just a flat. That's how it goes. I agree. We'll how it goes, go birds. Yeah, those are like those are good points. Like I said, if he can keep, if we keep Jefferson under, that's a good point. Keep him under 100 yards, that's a W for the Eagles by 100. Um, percent I well, like you said, adjustments. I think the adjustments need to be made now. Like going into quarter one, those adjustments have to be made and ready to go because they didn't do that against the Lions. They didn't adjust quick enough to the fact that they let Swift run so much. So they need to make their adjustments now. They saw what the Vikings did against the Packers. They need to know what their what their game plan is going into this game. As soon as the whistle blows, they should know what they're going to do. Um, and those little adjustments that need to happen during games, they can't just wait to the halftime because halftime could be too late. Um, so, you know, I think the Eagles uh, have a good game. Defense, special teams, all working together to get a W for uh, tonight's win. Uh, yeah, no 0-5 start this time. 
Yeah, he's got to that, get that completion percentage up, as we said earlier in our po- previous podcast. Those those are things that Jalen Hurts needs to improve on game to game. He can't have back to back games like he like like he can't. He just can't. It's just not. You know, over the over the years, I've always said like there's always like two teams that have that Eagles play. The Eagles, there's always two teams. The Eagles are always they're the same team each week and each day. So during the during the Lions game. There's that that's they were that slow Eagles team that that gets started and then they they came up and they and they started playing and put up some numbers, but then they then they pan out like they have to have they have to play every four every quarter they can't just yep. just, just say you know what one quarter we can we can we can lay off one quarter no they got to play every single quarter the Lions played every single quarter proof that they did that yep. if you play every single quarter there's a game to be had there. The Eagles can't do yep. that, and I feel like they've uh-huh. always been prone to that. So I think it's, if they can put four quarters together against these Vikings, Vikings aren't going to stay with, with a stand chance. I agree. They got to they got to put their foot on the back of the neck and, and step on it. Like they yeah. cannot allow Minnesota to stay in this game, and this game cannot be close late. Yes, at all, definitely. Yep, we got to win this. Win it decisively. All right. So enjoy the game, fellas. And all uh, right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see an Eagles win tonight. Go Birds! Enjoy the game, everybody. Fly Eagles, fly! We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and share this episode with your friends.